Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi loves, welcome back to Not Basic Blonde podcast. This episode is very exciting because I'm getting interviewed by my guest, My guest is John Kim, who is a therapist, and he calls himself Angry Therapist. So he's asking me so many personal questions on this episode, and I'm sharing lots of secrets that you never known about me before. Tune in, guys, to find out. Hi, John. How are you? Welcome to Not Basic Blonde podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. You know what's funny is uh, I get a lot, um, people call me um, a Korean blonde because of various stereotypes of me being um uh, well the stereotypes of blonde so i'm not saying that that it's true but um me being forgetful and always uh you know running around like with my head cut off and all of that stuff so (laughs) that's funny yeah (laughs) nice would you please tell our listeners about yourself where should i start i uh just background and where you from where you currently Um, located i'm uh Korean uh, man, I uh, went through a divorce like ten years ago and switched careers, became a therapist, and uh, since then just been on a on a journey of um, finding myself and on this uh, helping other people, uh, also kind of documenting using the internet. And I think with me, what's kind of different is I went uh, I kind of went rogue. I I didn't like um, the the uh, the way that therapists work. It felt very kind of um, restrictive. And so I just started to help people in ways that I felt was honest to me. So using the internet, uh, meeting people in coffee shops, taking them walks around the lake, stuff like that. And so since then, um, I've been all over LA, just meeting people on my motorcycle, documenting my journey and uh, creating a dialogue. Wow, that's very unique way. I never heard of this because usually therapists are very official and you come in and sit down and you feel like in front of the teacher or something (laughs) yeah um and you know i i did that like i actually um you know wore the slacks and the shirt and tie uh sat in rooms where you know you 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 pull out the intervention from the the filing cabinets and all that and uh it just i don't know i felt uh i felt like i wasn't at my best i felt like uh clark kent pushing the milk cart i didn't feel like i had a cape and so um I started a blog called Angry Therapist on Tumblr like 10 years ago. 
And when I was on there, I, I felt like, you know, this feels right to me. And so I kept feeding it and then it just turned into a, I called it a public practice because I'm out and about, but yeah, it just naturally ended up that way. Nice. But how did you decide to become a therapist? Um, I was talking to my own therapist going through a divorce. I wasn't happy. I didn't know why. Um, I was a screenwriter at the time and um, that wasn't working out. Um, I sold a few projects, but it, you know, it's very feast or famine in that, in that world. And uh, I didn't, um, I don't, I didn't like, like make it as a, uh, as a screenwriter. And so my therapist said, you know, what do you want to do if you can't do this? And I've always loved psychology and I was like, I want to do what you're doing. If I can't move people by the masses, I'll, I'll do it one at a time. Um, and then the next thing you know, you know, I'm 35 back at school getting my master's. Um, and you know, what he didn't tell me though, was there's 3000 hours you got to get after, um, becoming a therapist and that, uh, and after graduating. And that was, that took me a very long time. <laughs> oh, wow. That's interesting. I mean, it's never too late to go to school. My mom was 40. Too, I think when she went to college, because when we came to US, I'm originally from Ukraine and I'm Russian, but I was from Ukraine. And when we came to US, my mom wanted to go to college, so she wanted to change career. <laughs> wow, what did she school? What did she go back to school for? Well, she went for kind of accounting and um, document specialists, more like kind of medical field in accounting, so all that. <laughs> Oh, awesome. So let me ask you this. How did you become not basic blonde? How did you um, get on the internet and then start creating a following? Well, I've done modeling since I was 13. And mm. after, well, I always wanted to have my blog, but I was an IT project manager and I never had time. But yeah. finally, and I loved fashion all the time. So it was my passion. So finally, like, Four years ago, I think, maybe mm -hmm. a little bit more, I decided to like start my Instagram, start my blog, and podcast, and all of this. And the name "Not Basic Blonde" came from. Um, I don't think anybody even knows the story behind it, so I'll share it now. Yeah, so, you're gonna you're gonna ask me where the therapist came from, so yeah. I should ask where <laughs> "Not Basic Blonde" came from. Yeah, so I'll tell my story. So my friend came over and at that time my Instagram handle was just like, I think my name. And mm -hmm. I was like, I really want, I really need to like establish kind of brand because I mean, it's going serious. So, and I was like, what should I do? I mean, and I showed her one of the profiles of some basic girl and she was like, mm -hmm. oh my God, he's so basic. She was like, you're definitely not. And I was like, yeah, I'm definitely not basic. And I was like, what should I do? I was like, okay, not basic blonde. <laughs> what makes you not basic? Well, at first, I wasn't just like a dumb blonde because I have a career in IT project management as well as I have like my passion for fashion and modeling career and other. So mm -hmm. it's not just like... I've done, you know, I've done everything myself. And since I was 17, I supported myself. So wow. that's kind of, you know, because I had no parents helping me. I helped my parents. I bought my parents' house, cars and everything. Because Oh my I, God. Through, through, uh, through modeling and stuff? No, I worked full time and I studied full time. Oh, so I worked since I was 17. Wow. And I always worked a lot. So... I was constantly working. 
nonstop. How did, you, how did you stumble onto me? Is it because you're also on a path of um, wellness and self-betterment? I love what you do. And like the name Angry Therapist is very catchy. Oh. <laughs> so I wanted to know the story behind all this. Yeah, it's it's not an amazing story. It's kind of boring, but um, I, I was angry because uh, I wasn't happy uh, in my 20s and 30s. Um, I don't know about people in the Ukraine, but men, especially uh, Korean men, were kind of, um, you know, culturally uh, supposed to push, suppress our feelings and work hard. And there's also a lot of uh, um, alcoholism and stuff like that. And I, I kind of started going down that path. Um, and I just felt myself super angry. Uh, but I called the blog The Angry Therapist because I, th I thought it was kind of funny that a therapist is angry. And what I didn't know was later um, what I was doing was I was humanizing myself uh, by documenting my journey, expressing how I felt and, and all of that. I was being vulnerable. I was pulling the curtain back. Therapists are not supposed to do that. So now I just tell people I call myself The Angry Therapist because it's, it's my way of saying that I'm human. Yeah, I love this story. And it's really kind of like, you know, very relatable story because, I mean, anyone can relate it. Everyone has yeah. feelings and, yeah, we're all humans. Sure, so, sure. Totally catchy, very unique name. <laughs> oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. And you also have amazing courses. Would you please tell us more about the No BS Guide to Finding and Living Your Own Truth? Yeah, it's just um, I, I, I try to... Um, make my stuff uh kind of like street level um i'm i'm interested in coming with you instead of at you and i've been my thing so I, i've got a bunch of audio courses i don't like to read so i do things on audio and uh, i talk a lot about um, building a safe container your life space and i think a lot of people have uh cracks in their container and if you uh have cracks in your container, then your growth is stunted. So for example, you know, if you're in an abusive relationship, that's a, a giant crack in your container. If you are, uh, you know, actively using, and if you're an addict, you know, that's a crack in your container, but there could also be uh, hairline cracks. You know, if you're um, struggling with codependency, if you are, you know, you, you have to determine what those cracks are. So um, for me, like living a no BS life means uh, being honest with yourself and starting to fix these cracks. So, you have a, a better life space, a better, a better container. And I think that when your container is not cracked, when you're working on it, uh, the, the growth is organic, you know, that you just have to live a certain way and, and you're evolving and growing because as humans, we're all curious, evolving creatures. Yeah, that's so true. But lately, what kind of cases we're getting? Like what kind of issues people having right now? Most people come um, see me because of relationships. So... Um, and I don't, I don't know why. I, I think probably because I write about love a lot. I think because, you know, the first domino was me getting a divorce and going on that journey. Um, it made me very curious about uh, the way that we love and also me sharing my stories. Um, I've always been a hopeless romantic. Um, most of my life I've been in relationships. And so as I was, you know, finally single for the first time, um, I started to experience what it was like to kind of um, be with myself, you know? Um, and then, you know, once I became a therapist, I started to help other people with their relationships. So it's, it's mostly love and relationships. Are you in a relationship? Um, it's very complicated because <laughs> you see? Um, I never told that to anybody. Like on this 
episode, I'm like telling so many secrets. Perfect. Yeah. So we've been together for seven years, but somebody mm-hmm. has fear of getting married and it's been oh. forever. So I don't even know, like, where is it going anymore? <laughs> because uh, somebody's getting and, really and old. I, can, I, can I guess, is that somebody who has a fear of getting married, not you? Yeah, not me. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so how do you feel about that? Um, I used to be really sad because mm-hmm. sometimes when I didn't realize before, but like before I used to think that, you know, something wrong with me and mm, maybe sure. it's like something my is my fault or whatever. But right. I now I realize it's just everyone has their own, you know, <laughs> thoughts and, and I mean I don't want to push anyone and I want it to be like mutual desire as far as I want it to be like somebody being very excited and yes, let's do it. Like okay, I can't wait to do it. Right. Instead of like, well, when, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? Like, I'm tired of it. <laughs> so I yeah. just kind of let it go. I just go with the flow now. And, I'm and totally- I, think many, I think many can relate to you, um, especially women who grow up, um, you know, with this idea of what happy looks like, which is the, the picket fence and the, you know, the, the, the wedding bells and, and all of that. Um, does that mean something to you, getting married and all that? Is that something that you've yes. been dreaming up? Yeah. Yes, it's hard for me because I'm 31 now. I met mm-hmm. my boyfriend when I was 24, and he was right. 36. So mm-hmm. he's 43 now. I'm going to turn 32 in a few months. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely like it's been a long time. And so many people, so many friends of mine have kids and they've been married already. And some of them got married and divorced. Some of them got married two times already. <laughs> and right, I'm right. still like in the same, but we had so many ups and downs, like so many. I moved out twice. I had mm. my own apartments twice, two years each. It wasn't So isn't, isn't it good that you guys didn't get married? Because don't you think that um, if you were married, it would just be more there'd be more anxiety with the arguments or no no because the fights were because of not not married uh because i I think for me security kind of mental security i think more important and it feels like okay for example we go somewhere on vacation and um people like um you guys who are you like what are you doing i just girlfriend and boyfriend um yeah, they think I'm just like a girl, like, you know, traveling with a guy. But then I'm almost like, when I tell people, um, we've been together almost seven years, they're like, oh, wow, oh, that's a long time, guys. Then they started kind of respect you. But still, I mean, I don't really care what people think, but still, like, you know, that kind of title makes you feel better, I think, and more official than just like living with somebody. <laughs> so where, where is he at now? Is he still on the fence? Yeah, he's still unsure. And when I ask him, like, when or what is your plan, he says, um, we need to fix that or we need to fix that. So it's different excuse, different day. <laughs> yeah, I totally get it. Um, yeah, I think many struggle with that, uh, you know, wanting to get married, um, someone ambivalent, and then, you know, the ticking clock, uh, society telling us we should get married at a certain age, all of that. So yeah, I, I, I get it. I, get, I have a lot of clients who see me um, who are frustrated because uh, they're in the same you know, situation that you're in. 
But, you know, I'm originally, like, I'm Russian, so at that age there, I'm considered, like, almost grandma, because my grandma became grandma at 43, and wow. all my friends there, right. back home, like, they're all married and have kids. My mom and dad got yeah. married when they were 18. I was born when they were 19. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but you know what? Um, but you're such, you're such, you're a different generation now, and you're so young, and also, don't you live in America? Where do you live? Yeah, that's so true. Well, I'm in Atlanta. <laughs> okay, yeah. So the the culture is different, right? I mean, in in Russia, uh, I I get it. And also, um, our parents come from a different generation where you get married young and you have kids and you know all of that. Now, um, people are getting married really late or not married at all, and people are having kids. I mean, I'm 47 and I just had a kid ten ten weeks ago. Ten weeks ago. So oh, wow! Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, and I, I do feel old, and I did the math, and I'm going to be in my 60s when I pick her up from, from high school, and she's going to, uh, you know, all her friends are going to say, hey, your grandpa's here, but I, I would rather raise a child now with where I'm at and, and the tools that I have uh, than, I mean, I, I can't imagine in my 20s or 30s, yeah. where I, I, just, I could barely yeah. take care of myself. Definitely has to be right time, that's why. Yeah, I think usually when you let something go, it comes to you. If you try to grab it, it, it goes away. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> but how do you stop repeating unhealthy patterns in relationship? Yeah, I think first um, you got to be aware of what's unhealthy. You know, I think you have to be aware of um, whether it's in thought or behavior, what the uh, unhealthy is and how it's affecting your relationship uh, and also where it's coming from. I don't think it's just about stopping something. Um, it's following that string down to figure out where it's coming from. So you know, if you have a, a what, what, what would you say? I'm totally drilling you on your own podcast. What are some of your unhealthy patterns? Well, I had party boys. So as before, <laughs> like the guys that they like to go out and mm -hmm. it's like important for them. Boys nights out, like boys trips, even though they're 45 or 40, whatever, they're boys trips. <laughs> I think mm -hmm. it's like not too old. I mean, for a boys trip, I mean, it's not too late for you. Like you have to be like more settled. Well, so what are, what are some unhealthy patterns in, in the relationships that you've been in? Well, they were not serious. And um, one of the relationships I had, I, again, I'm telling you a secret. So I, um, it was for seven years, but it was long distance relationship. And um, the guy, so I made visa for him to come to us because we, we met each other when they were like, I was 18, he was 21. And wow. yeah, so I made him visa to come here, but because I didn't come there for a long time, for like two years, I used to come there every six months to Ukraine mm -hmm. to visit him mm -hmm. and stuff. So I didn't come for like two years and his dad died. So he had like bad kind of depression, like anxiety, panic attacks. So then he met some girl. And after, um, I think they started dating, but then I came there to see him mm -hmm. and I understood there's something wrong. So he cheated on me. Mm -hmm. And when I came back to U.S. after visiting Ukraine, that girl called me and she said, well, hi, how are you? Who are you? I was like, hmm, who are you? <laughs> mm -hmm. And then she was like, well, I'm such and such and we've been dating. I was like, well, we've been knowing each other for seven years. And I was like, well, you can have him. So I just let her have him. <laughs> so what, are, what are so infidelity? So someone cheated on you. 
Um, yeah. What are other patterns? So is that just once or has that happened uh, a few times in your relationships? No, it has happened a few times. And with me, like, I catch it right away. So I've had, like, I didn't trust guys because right. I knew I could see through. And that's why I didn't trust them. But they're like, oh, you're not trusting me. You, don't have, you have trust issues? Like, no, I don't have trust issues. You're just giving me a reason. Mm. So that was too. Because it's so, kind of like, and also I hate greedy guys. Totally. Oh, yeah, what do you mean greedy? Like the guys that don't like to spoil women, they're like stingy. They're oh, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in your relationship, pat, what, so what would be patterns in your relationships uh, on, on your side that you keep repeating that you know are unhealthy? It's like meeting somebody, dating, and then it's like not serious. Just, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say not serious, but just um, definitely guys didn't want to get married. <laughs> And definitely guys were afraid of me being so like independent and so strong. That's why, you know, so many, oh, and also so many guys were afraid like, oh, I can't afford you. <laughs> I was like, well, uh, that's not, I mean, the reason. I mean, that's not a question, but why, why are you judging already? So what do you think of dating in 2020? Oh, man. Um, so I think with dating apps and swipe culture, um, it's, it's become toxic. I think that, you know, we've become baseball cards. There's lots of filters. There's a, there's this ghosting thing. There's dick pics. There's uh, all of this stuff that makes dating um, a, a really bad experience. Um, I think what's going to happen is people are going to be sick of that. And there's already kind of this movement um, to, to not rush to find someone so fast you know i know you're talking about getting married and 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 not being frustrated that that's not happening but i, I think people are going to actually feel more empowered to be alone you know to to be self-partnered um and be a better version of themselves and put less weight on finding the one yeah that's so true because i have so many friends and they're still single or some of them just living together like not even married or anything are they happy or are they not happy no, they're not happy because of all this uncertainty, but, you know, nowadays, like so many of my girlfriends, they complain about it. It's so hard yeah, to find guys, um, serious guys. I know, but I think part of that is just pressure of society. You know, I think part of it is that we're supposed to find someone. Um, and so we're so focused that we become desperate. We become approval seeking. Um, if we were more focused on finding ourselves, then I think we have a, a better chance of finding someone else that, that is healthy. And also when we get there, we're going to be better versions of ourselves. So we're just going to be bringing more to the table. Yeah, I totally agree with self-development is always important. Mm -hmm. What should you do if you're stuck in the rut and unable to pull yourself out? Um, I think, uh, especially now with COVID and stuff, I think uh, support. So um friends and people who uh you know uh, that you trust and that can support you uh and then from that i think also um therapist you know someone who can actually give you a space where you could express yourself and your feelings uh and you know sometimes friends can support you but they can't give you that so a lot of times we we see therapists because there are things that we tell our therapists that we would not tell anyone else you know um and and although support from friends and family and all that is good um, I really think that if you if you can't you know get out of the off the bed or you know, off the couch, um, 
you need someone like like a therapist to um, process what you're going through and start making you accountable. So I, I would say a therapist. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Where can our listeners find you? Like your social handles and all your info? Um, you can just find me on uh, at The Angry Therapist on Instagram. Okay. Thank you so much for being my guest. It was my pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. Good luck. And um, and don't focus on getting married. And, and then um, one day you will. That was all for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening Not Basic Blonde podcast. And I would love to hear your opinion. So DM me on Instagram. It's Not Basic Blonde underscore or NBB podcast. Or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Enjoy your day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.